After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Good evening, welcome, good morning, whatever you're listening to this, and welcome to this episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Craig. Rising moons. Rising moons. I think I've seen you do a rising moon. Anyway, uh, P-Dubs is also here. Right, sons. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> well, you said good night. Technically, you said good night. Of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, of course, Rising Moons. Yep. Oh, Jesus. oh, yeah. We are joined... Yeah, it's science, mate, science. We are joined by Mr. D. May the force be with you. Uh, and be with you, too. And, would you absolutely, Adam and Eve, it, we are joined by the very talented, and very often not here, Mr. Ripley. <laughs> Live long and prosper. I think, I think that now means that you've been on more episodes of this podcast this year than Ryan, which is fucking great. Oh, good old soggy Subway. <laughs> He's a soggy Subway. Um, we, I, I, we haven't exactly got a pack show, but we've got some important stuff to get through. So let's start as we mean to go on. Uh, before we do that and hit the two big stories of the week. Uh, let's find out what everybody's drinking. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? I'm back on the gin and tonic this week. Mm-hmm. It's um, using up my Christmas pudding gin. Ooh, fancy. Mm. Yeah. It is, nice. the last, it is the last day of February, so it's it's a good time to use up that gin, I it's, suppose. Yeah, definitely. Don't want it to go off. You know? I got I got told off by my brother. Hello, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not you, Chris. The other Chris, my brother. Chris. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. you're my brother as well, but you know what I mean. And yeah, um, yeah he told me off because you wait you wait six months for one I Chris, and, and two come along at once. It's amazing. Um, he had he uh, sort of pissed at me because I cracked my tooth on a hot cross bun, as discussed before, and he said that's your fault for eating hot cross buns too early. Um, and I don't think there's a there's a wrong or right time to start eating hot cross buns. In the same way, I don't necessarily. Uh, agree, Mr. D, that you shouldn't be drinking Christmas gin past Christmas, but you know, horses for courses and gin for um, crying mothers. Uh, P-dubs. Uh, before Craig can say it, I've got my girly drink of nighttime tea berry. Oh my god, that's me. Have you got your beard knickers on your feet? <laughs> Tears off. <laughs> Jesus, wept. Uh, Craigifer. 
I am on the um, Glenfiddich 12 year old. Who's that? Man drink. Oh, Man dear. drink. Oh, dear. That is uh, a serious podcast episode is going to be going. Um, the talented one. What about yourself? Tramadol. Ooh. You having a chaser with yeah. that as well, or just, just yeah. Tramadol? Uh, I'm having a chaser of naproxen. Ching chin. <laughs> is that anally or oreal? Orally. Oh, it goes so. better in the other way. <laughs> um, I, in fact, this is this is, I suppose, <laughs> Mr. Ripley, a tribute to you. Back to our old days of uh, Universal After Dark, because I have got a can of Bud Light because it was the only cold beer oh, I had in the hell. fridge. So, uh, Chin Chin. How retro. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Somewhere, mm. <laughs> whenever anyone cracks a can of Bud Light, a Boston White gets her wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also drinking it for a straw because um, I've I've got my dentist appointment on on Wednesday, so got to drink it with a straw, which is uh, the the girliest thing I've done today. Um, so look, there's two big things that have happened in the last ten days or so. Chris and... has turned up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, let me let me start again. I'm always here. Three, <laughs> three big things to happen this week. Chris has made a comeback bigger than Bonifaces from the, the pub toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Craig has been to Disneyland Paris, and uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser uh, has started doing press previews uh, before it opens on the day this podcast comes out. Now, whether you're not listening on the day it comes out, not that's up to you. But that's when we're releasing this episode. Um, so let's start off with uh, with that. Um, and Craig, um, how was um, Disneyland Paris? Yeah, it was all right, yeah. Great. So the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. Um, by the way, if you haven't followed the social media, Craig's put some cracking stuff about Disneyland Paris. We are going to record... A uh, that Disneyland Paris podcast with Craig doing a full trip report, but it's not the time and the place. The time and the place right now is about the world's most expensive escape room and what we think, um, judging from what's come out so far. Of which, there, I mean, the embargo, and I don't know if you told us this, Chris, because I know you're in the know of this stuff, or, we, or someone else did, but basically, uh, there was an embargo until I think 9 a.m. on Friday for people to post anything social media-wise uh, about the Galactic Star Cruiser. And then, as expected, it was like Harry Potter uh, on the day that it gets his letter to Hogwarts. You just couldn't move for clips, tweets, vlogs, blogs, dogs, whatever, about the fucking Galactic Star Cruiser. So that is what happened Friday. And has everybody here actually watched something substantial and when i say substantial i mean longer than a 60 second tiktok mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah 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 yep, yep. perfect um so i almost i almost don't know where to begin well okay so what we do know from what's happened so far there were two basically two press events so there was one all of this has been paid for. So all, everything you see right now, um, up until today, when the first public cruises uh, depart, um, I feel guilty saying that. I mean, departs nowhere. It's a 
fucking warehouse. But anyway, um, everything we've seen so far is from people that have had this trip comped by Disney to produce content. So there is going to be a slight bias with all the stuff that we've seen uh, so far and any reviews that have been released as well. There'll be that element because obviously one of the biggest factors of this thing is the actual cost of the whole experience. Um, so there was a two-day uh, kind of press preview or influence preview where I had the full experience. And then from what I can understand, there was like a four-hour version. Yeah. Like really but- super condensed, like a Campbell's soup. They seem to they stuck all the acting elements in out of order, out of sync, just to get the get it out there basically. Right. Four hours bang, you're done. I I don't really understand the logic in that. They had four days to do two cruises and they seem to have just done one whole cruise and a four hour experience, which just gives you a kind of taste, I suppose. Well, it sounds like each cruise takes two and a bit days, doesn't it? I mean, I guess they've got to clean everything and restock it and whatever. Well, it's, yeah, like, it's, a, like a real cruise? <clears throat> like a real cruise, yeah. Got to get everybody out. Well, I mean, it is. It's a fake cruise, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Got to get everybody out, clean all the rooms, you know, get everything all ready, reset everything. So it ends up being, you know, kind of two, you know, a bit of a day, two full days and a bit of a day. It's well, it's two full days, starting mm. in the afternoon of the first day and ending at, like getting off the boat at, or the ship or whatever you want to call it at eleven o'clock on the departure day. And yeah. looking at the schedule, it looks like there isn't really a proper downtime. It is, you know, a few hours that they've got to turn it around in. So that they could have they could have done two two cruises if they wanted to. But also, I don't think a four-hour condensed vert. They could have done just one day if they wanted to do that and given them a one-day might, experience. Well, we don't know how it went on, but they might have given them the option. Hmm. I know people like Tim Tracker have paid for it in in the very near future, hasn't he? So he's gone to the four-hour one. Lou Mangiello might not have been able to do the full one. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't think Crack Lou on. Mangiello did one at all. He did? No, he did. did. He did. He did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could see him. You could just see the top of his head, though, because he's oh, dead. Oh, sorry. He was no, I was just a joke now. He was the he was <laughs> So I got confused with Tesla. Um, I don't think Tesla. Tesla was uh, was on one. No, he'll, he'll be on. He'll have he'll have booked out the entire first cruise tomorrow oh, no, for him and his. Jim will be doing a talk. Yeah, he's, one of the, uh, he's persona non grata, though, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. He's not, I think he's, he doesn't get invited to the uh, to the media stuff anymore. He's a no. um, he's rogue. To well, he's he's really honest, isn't he? Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard him and Tor, um, Tom Corliss are uh, going on a cruise together. Anyway, what's that um, been to Peppa Pigland? <laughs> Tim Corliss and his Peppa Pig shirt. Get to pick your own dinner. <laughs> um, I I want Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Um, so look, just to refresh everybody's memories, because this is something that um, we've been discussing um, with this, is exactly what you're getting for, um, what, you're, what you're actually going to pay for for this experience. So I looked on the UK site, and I don't know if anyone else did, but I cannot find UK availability for this still. In yeah, terms of pounds. Yeah, I 
it, they wanted you to phone up. Mm. So you could. That's all I could get. You could book years ago the Galaxy would, you, Edge experience, but. Well, I was going to say years ago, and I think this might be still the same with DLP. You, you used to not be able to book club and concierge rooms. You had to always phone up. Yes. Because the prices were always so ridiculous. Perhaps it's that sort of idea. It was the same with cruises for a long time as well, that you couldn't book through the UK site. They'd just tell you, oh, we start from this price. If you want your prices, give us a ring. But I don't understand it because I could go on the American site and get the prices, no problem. So I I don't know why they're hiding it from us. So Mm, I've only got prices in dollars, um, but the, the prices are... For a two-guest cabin, uh, $1,209 per night, which is 4809 I'm assuming this is all before tax. Would that be would that be right? Yeah. I'd, um, I'd estimate, yeah. I'd yeah. guess, yeah. Uh, a three-guest cabin, which is two adults and one child, so someone between the ages of uh, one and nine, is 889 per guest per night, or 5299 and a four guest cabin, which is three adults and one child, is seven four nine per guest per night, or five nine nine for the total voyage. Uh, other things that I noted in the small print of that is it says you get entry to Hollywood Studios for one day on day two of your experience. You get two breakfast, uh, two lunch, and two dinner, uh, like voucher, like meals, like per guest, um, and also one quick service meal of one entree with either an alcoholic, if you're over 21, or non-alcoholic drink, um, if there are alcoholic drinks available, where you get your quick service from, and that's going to be somewhere in uh, Galaxy's Edge, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but, so, so that's that's the cost of it. So that's what we're looking at. So, you know, roughly you're looking at about five grand for two people, um, and, then, and then kind of upwards of that. So, Mr. D, I know you were the first person to speak out about watching uh, a vlog about this. So I'm going to come to you first. What did you think of, of what you've seen so far? Yeah, so um, I hadn't watched a lot leading up to or read a lot leading up to I mean, I knew what was going on. I knew there was everybody was really excited when they first heard about it. And then they kind of lost their, their shit when they saw the cost of it. And then everybody started hating on it. I don't think Disney helped themselves by putting out some pretty naff promotional videos and some pretty naff pictures of the rooms and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure. I I, I didn't know. Having said that, though, you know, if you if you go back in time and you look at what Disney have done and you can criticise them and all of that, but, you know, by all accounts, Rise of the Resistance, they've knocked it out of the park. Unreliable ride, but, but still... You know, it's it's original, and people seem to be raving about it. Um, Batu itself, Galaxy's Edge itself, they've done a they've done a good job of it. I don't. I was a bit underwhelmed by the Smuggler's Run attraction, but in terms of the theming of it, and then you know, and a lot of the other attractions, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think Guardians of the Galaxy coaster is going to be good. So, you know, I've got some faith still in the Imagineers and and in Disney creative. So I thought, thought, well, this is going to be interesting. Um, So I watched a couple of the vlogs 
Um, I watched a fairly short one. It was about 30 minutes. And then I watched another one that was a m much more comprehensive. It was over an hour and it basically followed the vlogger. I won't, won't mention any names, but they followed this individual right through from getting on to getting off. Um, and it, I think it gave me a really good feel for for what the experience is. Now, again, as you said, Nick, it's a it was this was a media event, so they they were up front. They said, you know, we didn't pay for this. We are going to come back, and we're going to. In fact, I think it's next week they're going back, and they're going to pay for it. So it'll be interesting to see what what goes on there. Um, and I, I made I made a load of notes. Um, I mean, I'm leaving I'm leaving aside the cost of it because we all know the cost is horrendous, and we can talk about about how we feel about that later maybe about yeah in terms of you know have they done a good job of what's there overall i i thought they had done a good job of what's there i mean you know for, for does it do what it's supposed to do right so is it an immersive experience it, it definitely looks like it is um have they you know got the theming right in terms of star wars yeah i think they have I mean, some of the costumes I thought were, and characters I thought were really good. I mean, it exceeded my expectations. You know, there was, there was, there was one character in particular. It was like, um, you know, the one is it Greedo, the one that Han Solo pulls yes. a gun on, yes. right, right. So there was like a female Greedo um, walking around talking to people, and the lips are moving, and it, it. I mean, it isn't the most animated of faces anyway, but. It looked really good. I thought it, I thought it looked a business. Uh, I I will and agree there were with other, you. Yeah, there were other alien characters, and then you've got obviously you've got human characters. The captain's got a blue face, blue skin, and you've got other kind of more kind of less less alien looking human characters like some of the the first order and all of that. But I thought I thought there were there were definitely some areas of the ship I thought looked good. I thought the the, the lounge bar looked good. I thought the control room like looked quite good, um, but there's clearly a lot of. Um, it is clearly a full-on immersive experience. Most of it, I thought, looked okay. I, I thought the lightsaber training was was probably the one bit that I looked at and thought, "No, that's that really doesn't that doesn't do it for me." And and especially since that is probably something that a lot of Star Wars fans you know, would be excited about. I, I thought that was a bit disappointing, but some of the other stuff I thought, I thought looked quite good. Um, and then obviously you've got the, you've got the, um, the trip down to, to Batu. Um, that surprised me a little bit in that they basically were just um, allowed to go into the park on a normal park day. And for the kind of money we're talking about, there's a couple of things that I would have expected. So so one of the things I would have expected is that you maybe went into the park either before it opened or after it shut, right? Mm. So you got a kind of exclusive experience where it was just you and your shipmates, and that didn't seem to be the case. So you've just gone into the park, that part of the park, when everybody else is there. So you've got normal tourists just milling about in the normal tourist gear. And then... it this individual did say that the it sounded like they had priority bookings for like build your own lightsaber build a droid and for august cantina 
it sounded like that. They definitely were able to book it on the Star Cruiser, but whether they had guaranteed availability, I don't know, because obviously you'd, you'd be booking it one day for the next day. Mm. But one thing, it was surprising. They, yeah, they got a counter service meal, and you could actually box that up and take it back to the Star Cruiser if you wanted. But um, but when they went to Ogus Cantina, they had to pay for everything. Yeah. I, I thought, well, that, that seems a bit tight considering how much they've actually paid for the cruise. And okay, if, if you go off a ship, a, a normal cruise ship, then and you go to port, then you've, you've got to pay for your drinks or whatever you buy in port. But And although this is supposed to be that, we know it isn't really. So I would have thought, hey, is it too much to to throw in a couple of cocktails or whatever at Ogre's Cantina? I thought that was a bit a bit mean of Disney. But, but then um, again, on on that note though, you've got to pay yeah. for your your alcoholic drinks on on the on the ship as well. Yeah, I got the impression that you you get something with your meal, but whether that was only soft drinks or whatever, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm talking about if you go to the the actual lounge. Challenge, yeah, you yeah, and I mean, pay, I guess that's the same. Place. Unless you get, unless you get a drinks package, that's the same on a, on a normal cruise. But hey, I, just it was just a small point. But I thought, I thought maybe they could have chucked in that as well as the meal. But um, I think uh, for me, there was there was a couple of things about it. Obviously, it's it's for Star Wars fans. It's for people who really like to role play. Um, who maybe like like games, escape rooms, things like that. But the thing that I suppose bothered me about it a little bit, and maybe I'd like to talk to you guys about it, is two days of solid role playing is a hell of a lot, even if you're a diehard Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And it looked to me like if you if you don't do that, then you're really gonna feel like it isn't value for money. I mean, you may feel like that anyway, because it is a huge amount of money for what it is. But even if you're saying, right, okay, I'm, I'm willing to stump up that money or I can afford to stump up that money. Then if you go there and you get tired of constantly being in the role-playing element of it, then there is very little else to do on that Star Cruiser. Well, let me just shut this over quickly to, to P-Dubs, because mm. P-Dubs uh, experienced firsthand um, how I took to uh, Star Wars role-playing when we were in Olga's can- canteen when I couldn't get my card to work. <laughs> when you basically told him to stop talking in Star Wars language and just tell you what you needed to do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. So, yeah, I don't think Nick would cope very well. <laughs> Two days, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two days. I mean, that that was that was five minutes, and I wanted mm-hmm. to like punch him in the face. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I'd last with with two days for that. But um, I, I, I listen, think you you're right. don't talk to me and Wookie. My toilet's blocked. Go and get a plumber. <laughs> that's it. That's, that, that, that's it. Um, it. It's definitely something I noticed, um, and set alarm bells ringing for me. Yeah. and kind of reinforce how I feel. I mean, I'll talk more about how I feel about the whole thing like later when I get around to myself. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that for people watching these vlogs now, and mm. you know, a lot of people, you know, you know there, there'll be a core that have already booked their their cruises. And to be honest, I think a lot of those 
like vloggers that are, are releasing this stuff now that are going on mm. the first cruises, that's because they did book those before they were asked to do a media event. I don't yeah. think they might have been on the first cruise if they knew they were doing a media event. But um, mm. yeah, I think anyone that's like kind of on the fence that's now seeing this stuff, I think that is the, the make or break for some people. And yeah. I think if you were on the fence about it and then you saw what you're kind of getting for the money and mm. how you would feel uh, about being in that situation, then it's going to probably like make the decision for you. Yeah. It certainly did for me. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I definitely don't think it's for everybody. I mean, yeah, I, I, and, and the problem is if you're in a family group, the chances of all of the family group being willing to role play for two year, two days is pretty slim, right? I mean, unless they're Mr. and Mrs. Geek with the geeky children, you know what I mean? So it, it, I know in my scenario, Kerry quite likes Star Wars, and I, I might be willing to have a go at the role play, and I think I would be, but she'd have a little go, but she wouldn't stick it for two days. There's n no way, just yeah. no chance. So you might find it's a lot of kind of adding the kids or mum or mum and the kids, depending on who the who the Star Wars escape fan, you know, gaming type person is. But uh, you're going to have to be the right couple if it is a couple that's that's going to do that and enjoy it for for two days and that, that that made me wonder you know i mean obviously disney will learn and they'll they'll check and they'll adjust um and that made me wonder actually is there a is there a win-win here because if you if you dropped it to a day and then and obviously drop the price because it's only a day it, it probably would go down better i think it's still the same cost per night, but it's half the cost and you still get to experience it. So I wonder if you'll see them throwing in, because I mean, normal cruise line, they'll do three-day cruises, five-day cruises, seven-day cruises, 10-day cruises. I wonder if you'll see one and two-day cruises appearing at some point and it'll be half the price, you know? And it's I, half the it's half the fatigue factor as well, though. That's that's the other piece. I, I don't think it is half the fatigue. I think that's the other the other thing I noted is that everybody, whether they did the four hour experience or the the full two day, were like mm -hmm. just felt literally exhausted at the end of it because there was just so yeah. much going on. You just don't get downtime, and yeah. it's 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 a tricky one because if you're spending that kind of money on an experience you want to feel you get your money's worth. But at the same time, the one thing that I don't want to feel is like completely like drained at the end of it because it's just mm. been nonstop. You want to have some downtime. I know they've got the, the trip down to Batu, but yeah. that seems to be the only respite in the whole experience. So a few hours out of your however many hours experience you know what is it about about 50 hours or something in total i mm. think the yeah. entire time you're on the ship um seems 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 a lot to me but that's why i think if you if it was one day if it was one one night so get on get on the night before do a couple of things in the evening the dinner show whatever and then the next day you've got some maybe some stuff in the morning and then you go to batu in the afternoon and then you're gone then you know then that's that's more manageable than two days. One day is more manageable than two days. It's half it's half the fatigue factor and it's half the cost. 
I've got to say, your we'll level of maths I mean, is astounding to me. Days. I know. I know. It's, it's, it, it's, I could write it. You know, I'll do the formula for you later, but that's that's kind of how I've calculated it. I used a supercomputer, but basically <laughs> said half the time, half the cost. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they've done a good job of what they've tried to do. Um, I just think it's a very niche thing. And it isn't just for casual, I'll call them casual Star Wars fans, because it isn't just like rock up and the stuff is just happening and you can enjoy it from a distance. And, you know, there are there are sort of fairly passive things to do. You've got to be very active and you've got to be very on it and very into it and playing playing the roles. And that, that just won't be a lot of people's cup of tea. So... It'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's funny because both videos that I watched, both both vloggers said the same thing. They said, it's Star Wars, but it doesn't have to be Star Wars. This could be, you know, you could theme this on any IP or any any property. And, you know, so it, it could be something that Disney does with Marvel, with Indiana Jones, you know, whatever. But they've gone for Tommy and Star Penny. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Sessions. Having said that, though, if anybody's gone and they want to get me a pin from that shop because the merchandise I think is exclusive, or at least it is for now, mm. then um, yeah, I'll happily, um, I'll happily pay you for it. But because uh, it did look quite cool. Interestingly, um, the amount of uh, of lightsabers, the exclusive lightsaber uh, handle mm. uh, that were on eBay. Um, later on that week was quite interesting considering that literally the only people that had access to the shop were the yeah. uh, full two-day guests apparently yeah. uh the four-hour um influencers didn't get a chance to even get to have time in the shop so um that was that was interesting and also interesting that disney don't appear to be that bothered that people are selling mm-hmm. that stuff for uh, inflated prices um but you, you mentioned about being really active, so let's go to the most active member of the team and uh, the biggest Star Wars fan uh, on this podcast, uh, Mr. Ripley. Um, what what have you made of this so far? Um, I thought it looked dreadful. Um... Can you can you? I know you want to be like Switzerland uh, in this in this debate and want to kind of like. On the, fence. on the fence, but because you... paint a picture, Chris, paint a picture. Well, uh, I mean, I get claustrophobic. Do I really want to be in a steel box with no windows, with electric door in the middle of Florida? Really? Do I? No. Um, do I care about Star Wars? I care virtually nothing for this new trio of films made by the world's worst film director. I think they've completely wrong to set it in that time period. I think Batu is set in the wrong time period. Um, I, I just thought it looked rubbish. Uh, I think they're they're so niche a customer that's going to appeal to it. You've got to be a multi-millionaire who loves to dress up, who who wants to be in a steel box in Florida rather than on their yacht, um, and loves Star Wars. I mean, it's just niche upon niche, isn't it? I think it's I think it's valid. Um... I, I think that that is it. I mean, I'm watching this, and I'm um, I watched one of the, yep. the same vlogs that Mr. D did, and that was my takeaway as well. Is I'm not exactly sure who it's aimed at because I think some diehard Star Wars fans, yes, but not all Star 
diehard Star Wars fans, and it's if those diehard Star Wars fans that it does appeal to can actually stump up the five or six grand it's going to cost them to see that experience out as it currently stands. Um, or if you if you stick a warehouse in the car park at Universal and it's the classic monsters or Halloween Horror Nights or or Star Trek, then <laughs> same Chris, same. I I wouldn't care if it, what it was themed to. I just just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, I think the problem um, is. I think the the problem is the A team. Come on, the A team. The A team. <laughs> okay, I think, you're, I'm in. I think the problem is though, Craig. Is that I, I'm I'm firmly with with Mr. Ripley there, um, and I and I said before, you know, what about smokers? What about uh, people that get, get claustrophobic? Now there is, as we've now seen, uh, what do they call it? A virtual um, <laughs> Earth simulator or something? Um, smokers patio, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- that's the thing though, because that is the only area for people to go and actually get fresh air. So how is that going to work? Because you can't have a smoking area. You, it, the smoking area can't probably, be. Yeah, but if you tap out, if you're if you're if you become claustrophobic, I'm sure you can tap out at any time, and just like you can be evac'd off any ride, you can be evac'd off that, and you can go outside, and you can fill your lungs, and you can sit down, you can have a drink. I bet you, obviously. They're not going to tase you and yeah. put you, strap you into your bed. <laughs> you want a bet? I don't well, know. I was afraid, girl. <laughs> I'm not the, being funny. We've not seen the law that's just passed in Florida. Locking people up. The, the other thing as well about this is that it, it's a bit like uh, Genie, isn't it? It's a, bit, it's a bit basically they're almost kind of making you pay a lot of extra money for stuff that they did used to kind of give for free. All right, they didn't used to have the LARPing before, but they used to have lots of entertainment all over the place, you know, street characters that would just interact with you all the time. And that's what was promised in Batu, and it hasn't materialised. So it kind of feels a bit like, as well, that they're putting a massive premium on, on something that they sort of kind of used to do before. Yeah, yeah. but wasn't Batu rushed open and then COVID happened? I, it only opens with one ride. To be fair, yeah, I did. But to be fair, when we went to Batu, we we did see a fair amount of characters walking around and playing kind of a little, playing out a little story. I mean, we were only there twice, I think. Um, but we had interactions with quite a few. Saw the stormtroopers quite a few times. Chewbacca, Ray, um, a couple of the First Order guys, you know kind of parading but, around but but this is a different level of interaction i think you're talking about on this on this because it's like little missions and you got to go here and do this and talk to him and press this button and it's a it's a different it's a different level i think whether you like that level or don't right and i think it's okay for a couple of hours i just don't think it's okay for two days i think it's too much the problem is the way the current modern disney company works is that this I cannot see this filling up every single day because it goes, you know, virtually every day. There's so many actors to pay, so many effects to incorporate. There's, it's, it's a huge budget. They're not going to break even on this at all. And the only way they're going to do it, which is the modern Disney way, is cutting back. They're going to cut back actors. They're going to cut back scenes. They're going to cut back effects. 
you know that 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 uh, moving platform that makes it look like Ray is being dragged towards um, Darth Vader Junior, whatever his name is. Um, I mean, that's going to cut that. It's too expensive. You know, it's a, I mean, it's, it, a, it's it, a travelator. They're not going to cut that. that. That's pennies to run. Oh, do you know? Yeah, well, this is this is the Chapek Disney we're talking about. Yeah, your lightsabers yeah, are going to be, you know, four hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll have a lightning lane by this time next year. It'll be an individual attraction selection. It'll be fifteen dollars to get on that. Probably. And do you know <laughs> so what? That's a good money on it, Chris. I got an email today from Disney saying if you want to book it, it's six hundred DVC points. So they're already trying to get the DVCs in there. What does what does that translate yeah. as? Roughly. Oh, I don't know, Mister Dean. It's a fair amount, isn't it? Oh, I money. Well, and if you if you if you rent, well, hang on a second. I can tell you. How much do you say? 600? Yeah. 600, yeah. Um, What's that? Okay, $17 so, times yeah. 600? Something like that. Something like that. If you Jesus. rented them, yeah. Whew. So it's $10,000. $10, yeah. So it's twice what? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, There's yeah. a lot of DVC people with yeah. a lot of spare points going at the moment. Not that many spare points. <laughs> Well, yeah, apart but... from Pete Werner, I don't think anyone can afford to do it with their points. He'll be in there in his Princess Leia outfit. Don't worry they... about that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Typically on that sort of stuff, even the regular cruises or even the normal Disney cash hotels, the the kind of accepted wisdom is don't don't use your points for them. It's a it's a bad deal. You're actually you're actually better rent your points out to somebody else. Mm. And then taking that money and just buying the thing cash, you know, buy the cruise cash or pay for mm. the, you know, whatever hotel you want to stay at cash. And this is probably the same, I would imagine. So it's not a great deal, but it just shows they're trying to drum up interest. So, so there's a hundred rooms on it, yeah? Uh, I believe, I believe so. I don't think it's been officially. It's a hundred rooms. Some, a couple of them are suites. Yeah. I think they're on. No, I think I think it. I think it is. I, I saw it's on three. The the rooms are on three floors, and I think there's thirty two normal rooms on one floor, thirty two in the next, and thirty on the next. And then there's like I think it's two suites on each level, something like that. It comes up to a hundred rooms, but about ninety four or ninety five of them are regular rooms, and the rest are suites. So. You're talking, well, if you said to a cabin, you know, it's 200 people per per cruise, isn't it? And so I the question think... is, are there... Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, if, if it's a cruise every every two days, you need, what's that, you need about 700 people a week to be paying that sort of money mm. to keep the thing full. And I can't remember the the website only gave you the, the price of basic cabins. I know me and Craig mm. looked at those suites when the pricing was first announced. I want to say, and again, this is going back to August, but I want to say the suites started at about seven and a half or eight thousand. Mm. I want to say they sleep up to eight people, don't they? The, um, the suites, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're looking potentially up to ten grand, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. So, P-Dubs, before I come to Craig, because uh, I know Craig's going to have a, a lot to say as well, um, yeah. what, what, what do you think about what you've seen so far? Well, 
I I watched a, a vlog, and I will mention it because we've already mentioned the guy that owns it. Uh, I watched the Dizz's vlog, okay. um, which was Craig, his wife, and Denny. Um, they did it together. Um, it was three hours long, um, and I watched most of it in one go uh, over the weekend. Um, I went into it trying to ignore the price, and I think I think that's the only way you can go into it because. I don't think any of us are in the sort of situation that we're going to pay the amount of money that they're charging for it. And I just had to go into it looking at it as a, a Disney fan, a Star Wars fan, and just a geek in general for me. Um, I will pick up on a couple of the points that I didn't think were great. The rooms are horrible, and I can't say anything other than that. They do just look like they've been made from Ikea. Um it's it, it just isn't good. Um, I know we've talked about it between us that eventually it might turn into a DVC. I don't think they can because I just don't think the quality is there to be able to do that. If anything, I'd turn it into a value hotel the way it's been built. Um, if they strip out all the the side bits of it, for me, it's just a value hotel. Um I thought the eating area looked like a school canteen. I didn't think the food looked great. Um, and certainly isn't worth what you're paying. Um, but there were some great bits. I thought the character interaction was superb. I think that's a wonderful introduction, but I think it should have been in Batu anyway. I know you have some characters, but you've got no real interaction with them um, for the most part. Um, I also like the interaction that you got once you did go to Batu, where people would recognise you because you were wearing a pin and you'd get special interactions and cues and things like that. I thought that was really good. Um, and yeah, in general, the entertainment I thought was really good. As you say, it probably would be exhausting. I'm, despite being what I would call geeky, I'm not into cosplay and stuff like that. That's not my type of thing. Um, I think it would wear me out. I don't think I'd continue to take part in it for the whole two and a half days or however long it is. Um, but for those that enjoy that sort of thing, I, I think it would be great. Um, as Mr. Dean mentioned with the the shop, I actually didn't think the shop was particularly great. Uh, I thought the, the selection was a bit poor. I thought it was going to be better than that. Um, really, it was a lot of cosplay stuff for me if you want to take part into it a bit deeper um some of the we talked about it right from the word go some of the the show elements were quite hokey um the the whole uh, real lightsaber thing was hilarious um when you could clearly see the character putting the lightsaber down and picking a different one up. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that just for a second before I let you carry on, P-Dubs, because you're absolutely right. I mean, look, the the one thing that they were really like trying to like sell this thing for about how Star Wars it was, was that talk of them you know, coming up with a, a real lightsaber and then the short preview clip that they showed only to the shareholders at uh, one of the, um, the the conferences they do each year, um, which I think eventually got leaked online, or they might have put it out themselves, but it wasn't shown live at the time to the public. 
Um, but it but it looked impressive. It looked like yeah, that's what a, a lightsaber should look like. The fact that the only time you see it at all on the cruise is during a uh, pretty piss poor lightsaber mm. battle. Um, and, and you hear the plastic going clink, clink, yep. clink. It's like, oh, God. And, and, oh, and the fact you could that... See, you could see strands of plastic coming off Kylo Ren's lightsaber when, oh. some of the, uh, when he zoomed in on it. I think it was Tim Tracker's video. And it, it was the join. It was the join on the lightsaber where the, the plastic hasn't been trimmed away properly. Yeah. You could see that. It's, but, it's it looked awful. It like his lightsaber did look like the kid's version, and her Dude. lightsaber that she she actually used wasn't much better. But as P Dubs alluded to, and first of all, this is the the first kind of public outing of it, and you know they'll they'll change things and whatnot. But you saw this amazing reveal of the lights, and you go, yes, that's the lightsaber, and then you see her put it on the ground and pick up. The one that she's actually going to fight with, and it looked awful. Like it looked so obvious what she was doing that once you notice it, you can't unsee it. It was bad. It was really bad. This is the biggest problem that Disney has. This is obviously this is also completely opposite to what Universal does. Is that Disney always over promises everything, and they'll over promise it for a decade in advance until you're sick to death of hearing about it. And then when you actually see what they've done, it's been value engineered so much beyond recognition that it's absolute garbage. Is what they put out, and it, they should they've got to stop doing that. They've got to seriously stop keep on over promising all the bleeding time. But this this is still a beta. This was still a beta. She, but that, they do that, it all the time. Well, yeah, but that actress, you know, that just needs tweaking to to make that effect go away. And and be, you know, maybe she puts her hand behind the door or something, and somebody hands her the lightsaber. Some that fixed stuff like that can be fixed. It's easy, it's easily fixed now. I'll tell you what they can do is. You know, they use the force in this thing. Why doesn't he push her against the wall so she falls down? And that's the moment when she's on the ground that she swaps the lightsaber over. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what exactly. I mean? It's really, it's really simple to fix. The fact that they didn't... And I mean, the, I guess the problem is, is because you're seeing it from the ground and you're watching this show go, you know, happening above you, you would have thought at some point they would have had people down watching this while they're choreographing it to see how it actually looks to the general public. Yeah, but and what they didn't have what they didn't have is a hundred iPhones pointing at it all at different angles. They yeah. probably had one choreographer, what however you say it, um Click you on. know, telling them what to do and all that palaver. Yeah. You you know, so this is all coming out now because there's a hundred cameras pointing at the girl. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, Pete, I mean, obviously, you was impressed with the lightsaber. Um, yeah, very granted. impressed. So, to be fair, I thought the the actress playing right was actually quite good outside of that stunt show. Mm. I'd I'd seen some interactions with her and some some kids and stuff when she first arrived on the ship, and she was actually really good. You know what? That's actually so. That's the second point I'm going to interrupt you on now, Pete Dubs, because. The one thing that I saw from um, not necessarily the, the vlogs that I saw, but from like clips on social media, 
was some really, really good interaction with kids. That's yep. obviously a positive. Now, the problem is, kind of going back to what Chris was saying earlier and the fact that, you know, Disney, when, when something's not working, the first thing they do is, is cut costs. Um, so the first thing is, how long is that going to continue for? This is the media day. This is yep. supposed to be the, the best, you know, the best experience you're going to get because the world is watching. So how's that going to relate on a day-to-day? But secondly, and this is a discussion I was having with someone on social media about it, who was talking about how great it was, and this is going to be what really sells it, is that you could have 50 kids on that ship. 50 kids are not going to have that interaction that that one child did that that time. So, yeah, for, for that child, you know, that's the best experience of their life, possibly. But how many other kids won't have anywhere near the same level of interactions during during that cruise? It's just not it's not humanly possible to be able to give that experience to everybody. So how are you gonna feel when you pay the same money as somebody else and not get that same level of interaction? Yeah. That, no, that's I, I, I completely agree. And I and I, I think they're not going to be able to sustain what they did on these press events. They just, they won't be able to. It's just not possible, mm. in my opinion, that they won't be able to continue in that same vein. Despite it, that, what we have seen, you can only go by that. And from what I saw with the character interaction, I thought it was great. Chewie was by far and away the best character on there for me as he should be because he's the one that we know um and he should be we he's ingrained in in people like us that that would be who you want to have a great interaction with um but some of the new characters i thought were really good as well um as mr d mentioned the the greedo like character i thought was brilliant despite the fact that she didn't speak english she was still interacting really well. Yep. Um, there was a couple that weren't quite rehearsed as well. I thought, I didn't think the captain was particularly great at times. Um, she struggled with some of her scripts, which hopefully that'll improve. Um, uh, and the one thing I was going to know, I've been reading the, the Art of Galaxy's Edge book. Um, I've had it for about six months and I only just got around to reading it. And there's a, there's a whole section um, about the Halcyon um in there but it also mentions the the pop star that they pick up uh gaia was actually meant to be in galaxy's edge originally um she was meant to be the owner of the table service restaurant that was going in um so they've repurposed her but interestingly also her story for galaxy's edge which she was a spice runner and a club owner um that character ended up being in boba fett Huh. And that whole storyline was ripped from Galaxy's Edge. Wow. And they didn't use it. And I, I've not read it yet. I know um, Lewis down on Dis Down Under has got the first issue because only one issue has come out so far of this miniseries. But there is obviously this this tying miniseries comic um, that's, that's going to be coming out over the next few months. So I wonder how... Uh, how much in detail it will go because I'm I'm assuming the whole purpose of having a comic book about this ship is to give you a bit of background to the characters that you interact with on the ship because otherwise they are 
literally just new characters that they've just plonked there and expect you to know who they are. Um, but that, and, and again, that's something else that I think is really short-sighted. Why was that comic book series not finished by now? That should yep. have finished with that first public cruise today. And instead, the first issue's just come out. Going back to when they did the Galaxy's Edge miniseries, I read all of that before we went to Galaxy's Edge. Now, we went to Galaxy's Edge in September, didn't we? Yeah. Of that year. So, I think it opened up in July? Oh, no, August, wasn't it? Yeah. It was August, because Craig yeah. just missed it. Um, I couldn't get in, yeah. Yeah. So, I... Um, so that that comic book fin- series had finished by the time Galaxy's Edge had opened. So that gave you the background to the land, and then you was able to go and experience it, whilst they've done the opposite with this. They've just managed to get the first issue out. So I think that's, that's quite poor planning on their part, especially when they knew when it was going to start. Do you know what I mean? It's not like uh, they suddenly moved the yeah. date forward six months or something. Yeah, it, that date's been set for, what, probably a year? I think oh, uh, well, pricing came out in August of last yeah. year, so, so we knew then. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the comic books is just doing the same story that's in the, the show. Maybe they don't want to spoil it. They've already spoiled it, but maybe they don't want to spoil it. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, what else, Pedops? That was really on my thoughts. It, it's. I said I had a conversation with Craig this morning about. Oh, okay. I see. Sidebars. No, right. no, not not in the sense that <laughs> of the long run. But I, yeah. we kind of compared it to a, a full-on cruise, and I've not done a Disney cruise. Um, I'd like to at some point, but it, it hasn't happened yet. But I said, in some ways, this is more my kind of line because it's the geeky side of things, that possibly I would enjoy this more than I would a, a regular cruise. But mm-hmm. I think in the long run, I don't think it's sustainable in the way it is at the moment. Um, it's got some great bits, but it's also got some really poor bits. Can I um, just say, you can go on a crew, a Disney cruise for a week in the Caribbean, and it's cheaper than this. Oh, when, when we did our episode last August, Chris, that's exactly... I was on the web on the Disney Cruise website looking at prices at at that time, and I and I think then, I think we I found a five day cruise to Castaway Key, um, that was that was that was about half the cost of uh, the two the two person cabin. Wow! For four people. The funny so, thing is, we did a we did a one week Disney Cruise in the Med, and so you're, you started in Barcelona. And then we went to France, southern France, and then Italy, went a couple of different places in Italy. And there were a load of Americans on the ship. And by the end of the cruise, they were absolutely knackered, just like the people on this two-day cruise, because (laughs) they'd come from America to Europe, and they didn't want to miss anything. So every day they got to a new port, it was up at the crack of dawn, breakfast, off the ship, go and see 15 historical monuments, 7,000 paintings and art galleries, come back, dinner, show, you know, bed, knackered. And by the end of the week, they were all trashed, completely trashed. So 
it's realistic from that point of view. <laughs> Gives you that cruise experience. Yeah, you don't you don't get to see all of Europe in a week like no. they did, but yeah, yeah, I I get you. Um, right, Craig, I'll let you. I've let you stew there long enough. What are you gonna say? So, I mean, touching very quickly on the cost, I was as angry as everybody else um, because it's just out of out of range, um, and then. When all the stuff came out on Friday, I was in Paris and I was using the Disneyland Paris Twitter account um, and I put out a, a couple of angry tweets, you know, you haven't paid for this, it's a, a biased view it, or whatever. Um, so I was, I, was, I was angry, I was literally angry, but I, I was in Paris, so I didn't watch any of the stuff. I seen little bits here and there on TikTok or a little short bits on Twitter, you know, the lightsaber cock up and stuff like that. And it's only um, today, really, that I've... Well, yesterday we watched Tim Tracker, which I think was an hour long, and I don't mind shouting them out. It was Tim Tracker. Um, and it was Spot the Vlogger. It was hilarious. And then today um, we've watched the Dis Unplugged with Craig and his beard and the other one. And we basically watched it in semi-fast forward. So the bits we'd seen in the other vlog, we skipped past. Um, and my opinions changed. There's, there's certain things, like you have all said, that is really cheap. Now, the rooms are bigger than the Travelodge I've stayed in this last week, right, in London. The rooms are bigger. Craig was six foot three, I want to say and could fit in the, the the bunk bed just, just, but he could mm. fit it. I couldn't fit in. Um, but then he takes you to the wardrobes, and the wardrobes are literally Ikea. You've never seen a hinge in any Star Wars film. You've never seen a posi drive screw in any Star Wars film. You're sounding like Mr. D right now. Yeah. You're talking about There's welding no weld. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all sliding doors. You don't really see anyone. I mean, think about it. Who opens doors in Star Wars? They all slide open. Yeah. The, the wardrobes don't. And they shut and they sound like Ikea wardrobes. Okay, just just on that, though, you're comparing yeah. to the travel lodge you stayed in in London. Uh, other yeah. budget chain hotels are obviously uh, available. But did, did those two nights in the travel lodge in London cost you six grand? It doesn't matter. I've had a look at the average size of a, a Disney cruise. It was just a normal room. I think it was 170 square feet. So it's it's trying to be realistic. They they and are they are smaller though than Disney Cruise Line rooms. Maybe, but no, they are they are maybe not by okay. a huge amount, but they are, they are slightly smaller. That's fine. Right? They're a bit smaller, but watching. The, the Craig one, the three-hour one, right? How long was he in the room? They were in the room to move the story on. He literally said he went for a comfort break. So he's probably gone for a Tommy Tit in space, right? And the fucking android on the screen is shouting at him, you've got to go to your next mission, mate. Wipe your ass and get out. You know, he, he literally, they didn't stop from when they got on there to when they got off. There was something for them to do. Right, whether it was 
hokey cokey rubbish line dancing or space bingo. I did not expect the hillbilly rock, the hillbilly roll to be part <laughs> of the Galactic Star Cruise experience, but here we are. No, and that's dreadful. Like, but that that can get tweaked. There'll be feedback all the time coming in. Oh, there's some feedback, and that'll get that'll get tweaked. I swear to God, they won't be Jay. Somebody just flushed the space toilet. I think <laughs> that, that, was, sucked off that was space. that was the dregs of my can. All right. <laughs> okay. Isn't that an album by the Happy Mondays? And Smiths. Actually, all right. Was, the the vlog I watched, there was one piece where they were all walking into dinner, and uh, <laughs> and there was like a I don't know, like a maitre d or whatever, and he, he's talking on on the PA system, and he says. He says, come in, we're just spraying the essence of yoga on your food. And I thought, no, he didn't just say that, did he? Jesus I don't, I don't want yoga or anybody else's essence sprayed on my food. Craig, Craig has written a script for this starship. So hopefully, hopefully they get some feedback on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's like Boris Johnson spaffing his load against the wall, isn't it? It's true. Just puts visions in your head. Um, so, so then, right... Um, I'm watching these cast members. Now, these cast members stay with you for the whole cruise, right? So that girl, the captain, is painted blue, and she's got um, contacts in. Now, when she's off, off camera or off stage, she might be popping them out, but she's painted blue, and she's with you for two nights, right? And she's in and out. She's in and out. Obviously, she's not there all the time, but that makeup needs to be applied and she's got to have it on for three days. Then the singer comes and goes. She's only in it um, twice. Oh, but but that makeup as well. So she's sitting in the chair to get that applied, you know. And then I was thinking, all the negativity and all the hatred and rage that the internet is spewing out at these people that are trying to... These are their dream jobs, aren't they? These cast I, I, members. Let, look, hang on. Let, let's get this. Let's not get this twisted. I don't think anybody, as, as their dream, uh, thought okay. that they would be captaining a cruise ship that's actually a well, warehouse wearing blue. She, she probably didn't know she had to wear blue makeup the entire time. It was probably quite well. Uh, this is who you're going to be. Right? Tonight, well, Matthew, I'm going to be a painted blue a smear. sea captain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the pressure on these people to perform and not cock up, you could see how, like, they, like, they were cocking lines up and they were stuttering and they were thinking on the feet and stuff like that. Just massive pressure on them because everyone wants this to fail. Literally, everyone wants this to fail. I, right? I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure that that's that's it. I don't think. I don't. I mean, yes, there there are cert- certainly people that want it to fail, right? Okay, there there will be, but I th- I think that I think for the majority of people, I think the biggest concern is the cost. Um, but I don't think anyone is is wanting cast members to you know fluff their lines or not be good actors or anything like that. I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think that's yeah. I think you're right, Nick. I don't think it's I don't think it's deliberately that, but I think what it is is the cost raises the expectation. So if you're going to charge that amount of money, then literally people want to go into space. Not pretend space, 
they actually want to go into freaking space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a quarter of a million dollars. It's yeah. not really. You know what I mean, though? It's got to be so good. Everything's got to be so good, you know? And, and I think and it when will. It isn't, and when it isn't, you know, they're, they're getting grief for it. And I they, think you're, you're right. They, they will tweak it. They will they will improve it. Whether it'll ever be perceived to be worth the money that they're charging, yeah, I'm not sure it will. But again, you know, if it isn't selling well, then you'll start seeing promotions and things like that. You know. So when they go on to Batu, eight o'clock in the morning in fifteen minute pods. So if, you know that's when they're all go in the little groups every fifteen minutes. And they're, running, they're not just walking around Batu. Obviously, there's bits of that, but they're going around. They're still, they've got bits and bobs to do in Batu. Mm-hmm. Go and get this code. Oh, no, you can't. We need to change the satellite. Let's run over here and use our programmer to reprogram the satellite. And then when they go on the ride, the Millennium Falcon ride, that fella whose name I can't remember, that animatronic reacts to them people being in there. So, yeah, it's only a cast member pushing a button, but he, he references and mentions the, the the hotel. He mentions it. You know, so, and they're obviously just put through the express pass line and, you know, and you go off on their own merry way and they have their own little experience. So for, you know, for two hours maybe or, or whatever, three hours it's all hotel guests going through the express line into space with other people. But I thought that bit of it was absolutely brilliant. That they've gone into they've gone onto onto Batu and they're running around and the them two them two rides tell two separate stories until you're getting off that hotel. And then them two stories make sense because they've been woven into the narrative of what they're doing on the hotel. Some isn't of them that, are for. Isn't that a failure what? though of Galaxy's Edge? Because and, and you know I'm not going to talk any more about what Ryan said to us in his chat because if he wants to talk about it, he should come on here like Chris, like a real man. Um, Don and socks. <laughs> he's he's dying his socks. But you know a lot of the things, certain things that were supposed to be part of Galaxy's Edge have been deliberately pulled away to be thrown into this experience. P-Dubs mentioned about the singer. Um, yeah. You know, it was already earmarked for, for Galaxy's Edge for the restaurant, which d- didn't happen. Um, R2-D2's only just started walking around, or whatever he does, rolling around Galaxy's Edge this last week or something. BB-8? Someone. Somebody, one of the androids. Was, was, Dave. One of the... Dave's rolling yeah, around. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Yeah. But, and again, right... I'm going to give Disney a pass on this. Yeah, that all that everything Ryan said is valid. This stuff should have been thrown in, but this 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 land is huge and is mobbed all day, so you can't have androids rolling around everywhere because in the modern Disney now, when you see a cast member or you see a parade, you've got security all around them. Okay, so, but but the but the the Kylo Ren Ray lightsaber duel yeah could have been in, in galaxy's edge oh it could have been but, but it might well be i think the stuff that has been invested in will trickle out of the hotel you know the singer he's purple in the in the hotel they've got all the stuff in place now to make these heads and everything that they need to stick on their head 
but it might be a green one. It might be a blue one, whatever. The other girl, the, the alien thing that was going, blah, 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 whatever, it, Greedo. Just have a different colour Greedo out there. Do you know what I mean? Stuff has been invested in and, and they've got all the... It, it's all ready to go, I think. I think stuff like this is going to start rolling out. Where, right, where I think they've absolutely dropped a bollock, right, is if you've just spaffed $5,000 against the wall to go to the first week of this... And you've sat down and stupidly watched the YouTube video. You basically know what's happening now. Yeah. And that is wrong. Disney have absolutely, you know, in in the nineties we went to see the Agatha Christie thing in London, and at the end of that it was brilliant. And at the end of it, they swear you to secrecy. So I've never told anyone, and now I can't remember because I forgot. The but it. The, the point is, <laughs> you can you can now know everything. This, you know these. I mean, he, Craig did it. Craig did it. Craig was filming entire conversations and has put that out. And I'm not blaming Craig specifically because they've all done it. They've all shared. There's hundreds of videos out there now of the entire day. Why would, why, why, I, right, so um, a few weeks ago, I got quotes, 24 grand to go to Florida, to fly premium economy, to stay for a week in the Hard Rock and two weeks in the Beach Club. I could go and stay in Pop Century now and spend $5,000 quite easily on this experience. If I wanted to. I don't want to because I'm not that into Star Wars. I'm not that I'm I'm outgoing and I'm a bit of an extrovert, but I'm not into two days, as you say. That's intense. You know, all the all the all the problem solving has got to be dumbed down to the lowest common denominator, hasn't it? Because if you go into that system and you can't do the puzzles then you're disengaged. You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to zone out. You're going to go to your room and watch Disney fucking plus, aren't you? Because you literally could. You can. So, you have to play Space Invaders at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, and I said to Kerry, but you have to do. You know, it's like the Millennium Falcon ride is basically shit. You've got four fucking people controlling this spacecraft. And I said to Kerry, we might go in with the twins, the twins are four. That's our, you know, you want to be going in with the A team, basically, don't you? And and the thing is, like, I, I saw on uh, one of the vlogs about, uh, you know, they had a task to do and, you know, they were doing it with some, some kids and um, I don't know if it was their parents or someone, whatever. But the fact is, and, and P-Dubs will, will back me up on this, if you do something like Smuggler's Run, and you've got people that are pilots in the ship that have got no interest uh, in, in what what they're doing or just don't know what they're doing, then the experience is awful. So if you're yeah. tasked to do something with people that don't want to be there, don't care, or don't know what to do, then you're getting a, le- a lesser experience because of other people. And that's yeah. not cool. So I think all the problem solvers have been dumbed down to where people can solve it. It's not like the escape rooms in that we've all been in, probably I've done it, where you can't do it and the fella rings you on the phone and says, go and have a look in that box. You know what I mean? Uh, 
it's just all easy stuff. Um, but that aside, there's bits of it that are absolutely stunning. That, oh, and and definitely shit. The, the shop inside the the hotel is dog shit. It's it's crap. It's cosplay. Um, the only thing I'd have bought in there was the wine cork thing. But when you're leaving, all them t-shirts were brilliant. Everything there was brilliant. Um, the fact that you're paying for your drinks and you've just dropped five grand for a freaking two-day adventure, you can't afford freaking $12 for a drink, yet whether it can be thrown in or not, that's cruising for you. Maybe they'll do a drinks package at some point. Craig seemed to be quite pissed, didn't he, on his second night? Because he, he tried all the cocktails, and all the cocktails were amazing. They all looked phenomenal. So yeah, why wouldn't again, they? Again, what you, you've got to remember is that he didn't just drop six grand on this. He dropped nothing on No, he didn't. So yeah, all and that Pete, money... And Pete would have, yeah, but he had to try... He's got to try them for the show. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I know, but what I'm saying is, is that your average Joe... If they've, you know, if you're Pete Werner, you're dropping six grand on the experience, then you spending another couple of hundred quid on drinks isn't isn't going to be so much of a problem. But if you scrimped and saved to be able to afford this experience, you're not going to be able to try the menu. You're you, you might have a drink or two tops, or you're not going to ruin this experience by getting shit faced either. Mm. And if they give away, look look what I did at the Star Wars dessert party in Hollywood Studios. Three cocktails, two at a time. I went up, got two, put them on the table. Went back, got two, put them on the table. Went back, I got about 12 cocktails. I crawled out of there, friggin' legless. Imagine spaffing six grand and getting legless, getting put to bed by R2-D2 first night. Uh, with you Basket. involved, possibly. <laughs> Classic oh, question. Um, do they not have COVID in uh, in uh, space? Because if you go to Epcot and you want your photo with, uh, I don't know, Donald Duck in a Mexican costume, he's got to stand behind like a barrier behind a fence. He's got to be on his own little green island with a, a moat in front of it, and then you can take your photo. This, they're all hugging and kissing and cuddling and rimming yeah. R2-D2. I mean, what's that all about? Well, what, what, I tell you what's interesting. He literally hasn't got a bum hole. I tell you what's interesting. <laughs> you say that. Yeah, so he's, that's... Got, he's got an oil outlet, though. He's got an exhaust pole. Yeah. What was but interesting, you know, Chris, Chris? in space, nobody can hear you cough. <laughs> it's true. Um, what's interesting, Chris, about that is that in all the, the footage I saw, I saw one person wearing a mask, and he was about six. That was, that was Kylo Ren. And he was a stormtrooper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks, he looks a little bit short to be a stormtrooper, though. But, but ah. another thing is it does make me wonder because I know that they've changed the mask mandate again recently at the parks, but, again, this was a press event. So it will be interesting to see what happens on the cruises that take place this week? Are they going to be as um, as free-flowing with the interactions as they have been this week? Or are we going to start to see masks uh, again? Or, you know, maybe distancing or, or something? That That's well, going to be interesting. They might have had to have submitted tests. They might have had to do a test before they go in. Yeah, they might have had to prove... 
the vaccinated like a cruise, yep. yeah. You know, yeah. I seen cast members on the on the Craig one um, with masks on. No one else had masks on. I'll give you that, but mm. you know, I've just had a week in Disneyland Paris where everybody had a mask on, apart from Cough and Karen, and um, indoors, outdoors, cast members, general public, everybody was masked up. I've actually got tan lines on my face. How did she get exempt? She didn't. They, they fucking ripped her head off constantly. <laughs> I was going to say, because they are really... You, you can't oh, just mate. go with a doctor's letter to, to, and not wear a mask there. They are Oh, she had, she had the... She, she was called the chin jockey by the end of it because the, the mask was on the chin all the time. And uh, every ride, excuse me, man, put your mask on. All right! You know, they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant, the cast members in Paris. <laughs> but this isn't Paris, this is Florida. It is indeed, yeah. Um, so my closing thought is, right, um, would I do it? Probably not. I mean, right, no, no, no. The story's got to change. This can't be the story for life because it'll it'll just die on its arse. You've got to change the story, the script. It's got to be changed maybe once a year, something like that. And maybe, maybe you get cruise rewards like you do for normal cruises. Maybe if you've done the first cruise, you get 30% off the second cruise on a new story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I honestly, right, I wanted to hate this so much. But watching it, it was brilliant. I loved it. I'm a going on it. No, I'm not. But it was brilliant. That's all I'm saying. I've said enough. Um. Okay. Well, I've I've not said too much, unusually. Um. But I did make some notes. Now, for anybody that listens to our Patreon shows, uh, you know that when I make notes about a film, they're normally uh, fairly long and extensive. But I'm going to try and keep this one short. So these are just a few observations uh, that I made. Uh, first of all, looks exhausting. We've already kind of covered that with what other people have said as well, but it did look like it was just uh, too too nonstop. Uh, the lightsaber training looks absolutely piss poor, and again, we kind of discussed that. But for something that's supposed to be a premium experience, it looked hardly much better than when we had Jedi Training Academy, except that adults could get involved in it. It really, really looks really shit. Um, it doesn't look great for disabled guests. Now, I didn't see any disabled guests uh, during that press preview. Um, I'm sure there must have been one aboard, but I didn't see anyone. Um, but there were things like little hidden rooms that you had to kind of crawl through to get to. Um, how's that going to work for those guests that, you know... It, accessibility is a problem um going back to something that chris said earlier you know this is set between the last jedi and the rise of skywalker now unlike chris i i do like the the latest trilogy of films but if i was pitching this this is not the time frame i would have set it in and i i the same argument applies to batu in general I think they have thrown their chips at the wrong part of the franchise, especially now that things like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett are far more popular, it would seem. Um, it's not for introverts. 
that was that was my biggest takeaway from this. If you are um, not good at uh, interacting with strangers or you don't like playing pretend games, this does not look like an experience for you. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not mandated. Although we, we've talked about mandatory fun and this before, you're not mandated to do any of this stuff. But if you're not getting involved in the tasks at hand or interacting with characters why are you on there so your experience is going to be really shit if you don't do this stuff and if you don't want to do it um you need to love games so like craig uh said about an escape room i mean this is the world's most expensive escape room this is the kind of thing you expect to see in dubai uh, in terms of cost and experience um just just far too much but you know there are people that love uh, escape rooms and and playing games like this, and I'm sure for those people that this will be uh, what they want. Um, your choice is set your experience, and that means that you will miss out on things. So depending on what side, you know, the resistance or the first order you join, and depending on how you interact with missions and if you're successful or not, means that you will get to experience things differently to other people, or you'll miss out on things for making those decisions. So again you're paying all this money, but your experience could be lessened to someone else because they were on a different side to you and their success meant that they got rewarded and you didn't. Um, and I don't think that is is good for something that uh, you're paying that much money for. Um, the food, I thought it looked poor. Um, at one point during one of the, the vlogs, I saw waffle fries nothing screams space like waffle fries and you know saw things like the blue shrimp yeah which... but in space no one can hear you fry yeah it's true the food but... looked amazing the food looked no. absolutely amazing all the comments i've heard about the food and and even from things like disney food blog have said that the food looks far better than it actually is very much style over substance I mean, and I, I want to see what they were pretty positive about about the food. Yeah, yeah. I want to see me poo because if you're eating blue shrimps, what's coming out of you? Didn't wasn't was it you that had the 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 black Star Wars burger and a yeah. black poo after? Yeah, I thought so. Of course, it would be you. Who else would it be? Yeah. Um, I also mentioned about the cabins just just being so small. I mean, essentially, this is the most expensive iDrive dinner show you've ever seen. That's what I took away from it. The actors, you know, did as good a job as they you, you can kind of get from this kind of thing. Um, you're not going to get the actors that you would get in if this was in Hollywood because of the, the locale. So, you know, the acting isn't quite as good. But essentially, you've got people that think they're good at improv and doing the best they can but they've only got so much that they can they can work with. And most of which I saw, they, they really stuck into character and fair play because for an experience lasting two days, that's a lot of dialogue you've got to remember. That's a lot of um, names you've got to remember when you're interacting with the the um, you know the, the humans that have joined you on the ship and all that stuff. So it's very ambitious, but I, I think they've aimed too high. And my, my overall feeling, ignoring the cost, because we will discuss that in a minute, but ignoring that, I think it's too much. I think they have overestimated what people are going to want to do. 
And I think there is a huge core audience of Star Wars fans that are now going to feel alienated because of this experience and what it is and the fact that it's it's too interactive and at the same time, not enough to do. You know, if you don't want to do all these missions and interact with people, what are you going to do? You can sit in your room, you can play Sabacc, or you can sit at the lounge. That's it. That's that. That's your options. So you either just do what... some space goosing going on. <laughs> but you either you either want to play their game, or you don't. And if you don't, it's just a very expensive trip in a travel lodge. It, 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 yeah, I I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not angry about it at all. I'm disappointed. I was really hoping that. Although cost would still be a factor, I was really hoping I was going to see this stuff and think, you know what? There is nothing I want more than to be able to do this experience. And if anything, it's reinforced my initial fears that this is something that I just, I don't think you'd get me to do for free. Chris, the people uh, vlogs. Chris Wakefield on Twitter made a, a good comment. Um, he said, this price is like a credit card price you know if you've got a, a new credit card you could max that credit card out quite easily on this and just pay it off it, it's not that expensive but if you if you haven't got the money you know stop you, smoking crack of course it's fucking expensive that that is no, true but what he said is true credit card but, yeah yeah but but that just gets you into years of debt so yeah every you could do but that that's with anything. what people do yeah. I've just paid off Florida 2017 earlier on this year because we got the credit card and we didn't pay it off properly. That's what people do. People yeah, but... get credit cards to get cars. People get credit cards to get everything. You yeah, get a good a... interest rate. Yeah, but a credit card to buy a car is a sensible decision if you need a car. Nobody people needs don't make... a laughing People don't experience. make sensible decisions, do they? Well, Impulse. no, I, love. I think I think that's very true of this whole experience. So, look, let's let's end with this with the pricing. Right, we've talked about the pricing. It's five grand for two adults. It's six grand if you can do a family of four, which is still two adults, two children. That's not two adults. It goes up again if you want more adults in the room. Um, we've seen the media version. The you know the, the kind of perfect kind of image that Disney want to portray of this experience, P Dubs. Where do you now sit on this? Honestly, I still wouldn't pay for it. Um, I don't think it's worth. In my general feeling, I don't think I would find enough worth in paying that amount of money to do it. Um, I think there's better options. I think you can still ex enjoy your Star Wars experience with, with Galaxy's Edge, not even being involved with the hotel. Um, I just, I couldn't justify it in any way, shape or form. If, if they did what Mr. D suggested, and if they reduce this down to a day experience, if, they, if the cost was halved because of that, do you think that would change your mind? Probably not, because I still don't think the money that they would charge for half of it would be worth it, because you're losing out on half the experience as well. 
I, yeah, I, I just don't think it's worth the money. It's two and a half grand by 50%. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a 50% cost cut, but it's still two and a half grand for one day. That's still excessive. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the excessiveness is 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 there regardless. Yeah, I I I agree. But at the same time, with the amount of actors and everything like that, that they've got to to have, and you know, upkeep and, and whatnot, I I can see why it costs the amount of money it does. But I I think I think they're trying to cram too much in for what you're getting. You're getting out. Yeah, but so. you, you also don't want... They, they haven't found the medium yet, the happy medium, after, because you don't want people... What it looked like on the four-hour videos that you were seeing was just people sitting around watching people do stuff. Yeah. And all the people that were sitting around watching people do stuff were all doing it. They should all be made to check their phones in when you go in to the experience you can't though can you you? because you need your phone and if you don't have a phone if you don't have a smartphone you can't do the stuff anyway so kids for example can't do their own things i didn't know if they they weren't given given some sort of tablet device because no no it's a phone craig's missus phone wasn't a very she must have had a, a dropbox case on or something yeah it's um, it, it all it's all your it's all your own device so you don't get given something it is so whatever you have if if you start if you start trimming stuff off you run a very real risk of people just sitting around watching actors or going to their rooms that's what the muster point was for wasn't it if if you've got to come to this muster point if the red light starts flashing it was to get people out of their rooms or to get them out of the bar or to get them out of the shop so that they could get involved in the next thing that was happening yeah no no i i i see it but yeah that's that's i mean i've never done a cruise people on here have do you just sit in your room when you've had enough or do you go and sit somewhere and have a coffee or you you sit and you watch the gentle breeze of the sea you take it in and you just be one with nature you can do that if you want but you've got options on a cruise ship that you don't have here there isn't there isn't that that's the thing you're either in the in the sort of cosplay role play story or or there's very little to do whereas there's in a no ship, spa there's lots of different things going on there's and no spa what, there's no cinema there's no uh that's they're the type of stuff then they need to be adding in the point the 2.0 version mm. to, to keep people going people who aren't interested in the storytelling bit of it can just go and just be weird Star Wars nerds and go and get weird Star Wars massage. Just go and get oil bats. Like, fucking dress up as C-3PO and get dipped in oil. All that type of stuff. You know, where's the weddings? Where's the wedding pavilion? People get that's married what on... That's what they're going to add to the one in Disneyland Paris when it opens. <laughs> yeah, they probably will I'm marry. Sure, I'm sure you will be able to get married in there. But the, th- the thing is, that you know, there were... A- Apparently, I didn't see this on on the vlogs that I saw, but apparently there were people turning around saying, I loved it so much, I'm going to come back and do this time and time again. And Uh, that is just not realistic. Uh, I don't don't think that'll be typical, even of the people who 
it's suited for. Yes. I think. I not think unless the be... story changes. Yeah, maybe. But again, they're not going to change the story every five minutes. So if they change the story every five years, that's, that's probably what you, you know, so going back every five years, yeah, maybe. But and, and the I can't fact... see people going back every year. No, and that's and that's the thing. I know, Craig, you said about them changing the story up. They're not going to change it up as as frequent as frequently as as you would probably like them to. It will be five or ten years if if it even lasts. I mean, that long. like like the cruisers, they'll they'll add stuff, you know. So if they've got like if they can add a new character or a couple of new characters or a little thing here, or a little thing there, they'll 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 be doing that or they'll be doing stuff in Batu that you get off the ship to see. I mean, I think that's a huge potential is, is have some kind of special shore excursion, right? So say, say at night they, they shut the park and you have a, an alien dessert party in the yeah. park. Yeah. yeah that's right? a good idea. They, they can do stuff like that. Right. They're easily. It's there. Yeah, a firework there show, a firework laser show. Anything. Yeah. And yeah, so I, yeah. I would even take it, going the other way and removing the Battitude part from it and you've been able to do that as a separate in-park tour. Well, I think it's I think it's bloody cheeky that the cost of your, your stay on this cruise includes a ticket to Hollywood Studios because you can't use it. Not... <laughs> you're, only, you're going to Batu for a limited amount of time. So you're not going down to yeah. Tower of Terror or Toy Story Land. So the fact that they're yeah. going, well, it includes your park ticket. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> you're going down to one section of the park, which is effectively attached to the hotel. Now, yeah, but that's that's only as cheeky as Universal making you buy a two park ticket to ride the train. You're still going to see a second part, though. But yes, I mean, of course, that's cheeky. We've always said that. But the thing is, this is the difference between this and a regular cruise ship. Is a, a cruise ship has got a finite amount of space. Like it can only be so long. It can only be so tall um, for various reasons. This is essentially a warehouse. They could add another two or three floors to this mm-hmm. if they really wanted to. They can make it yeah, bigger, longer, good. if yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. And the fact that you are on Batu or you, you, you travel down to Batu, there is absolutely no reason why part of this, uh, this, this cruise that you're on doesn't just land on Batu. And what you can then do is go up to the upper deck and you can watch you know fireworks over Batu. Or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there's, there's these things, you know, at a pool, whatever. There's, you've created a land and you put this hotel in this land, and you're keeping people away from it, other than you know a two-hour excursion or or however long it, it is. Mm-hmm. But something that regular park guests can do. So it's not special. Yes, all right. Yeah. The interaction stuff is special. They'll recognise a pin badge. Blah blah blah. Great. But but, but now it's open. They can't expand it because to expand it, they're going to have to put up walls, Disney walls. Mm. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah. So no. they've 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 painted themselves into a corner in that respect as well. It depends how they've designed it. I suppose if they've designed it with expansion in mind, then they might be able yeah. to build it, and then just at the you know the last bit, it, you connect the new bit. Put a corridor know, so, in, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it just kind of depends. So Christopher, um, mm. I think I think I know where Switzerland stands on this. But mm. um, now you've seen it, you know the price, yep. you know the DVC value. Would you ever do it? 
Um, I'll be blunt. I've just booked it. Fair enough. <laughs> You've got to write a new book. A, but do you know what? I'm, I'm tempted to book it now. It, it sounds so terrible. I want to see it for myself. I mean, I mean there, is, there is that element to it, but it's a very expensive uh, gam- gamble. Well, no, uh, it's okay. Craig said that all you do is you just, just take a credit, credit card out in Craig's name. <laughs> He yeah. pays for it, and I go to the hotel. It's Look, simple. I've got I've got Craig's name, I've got his address, um, I've got your details, Chris. We'll 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 we'll, we'll wrangle it somehow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Um, Mr. D, um, I'm interested in it. I think it's I think it is good in parts. I think it would be a good experience. Um, I don't think I'd be willing to pay the cost that they're asking for it if it was and also i i don't think that two days of it would be is is pretty exhausting so if they cut it to a day maybe maybe but i certainly like craig i think i think there'll be pieces they'll refine hopefully they don't go the route that chris has said where they refine it in terms of taking stuff out and cost cutting it it's cheaper of course they will I think that'll only happen if it's struggling, right? If it's successful, yeah. it's highly profitable, then w- why would they, right? Because everybody knows the challenge here is going to be to maintain that level of immersion. You know, the actors are still got to be as good when they've done it for the 10,000th time, not just the first couple of times. So I don't know, but I certainly think that it's bold of Disney to try it, um, you know, that is a positive that should be recognised. You know, they try something completely different here. Some of it will work. Some of it won't work. Ultimately, will it be successful? Don't know. But if it's somewhat successful, they may take the learnings and, and build something better later on, right? They, they might build a Marvel, a proper Marvel hotel, not just a hotel with Marvel artwork in it, or or something, you know, some kind of themed hotel. But... Um, Interesting. Be watching it to see how it develops for the next couple of years. That's a point. I suppose they could build a Marvel hotel. They just couldn't put Marvel in a theme park. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Craig, you you kind of alluded to it, but you would, you think, possibly? Um, look, I'm the fella who spends £1,750 on a premium economy seat to fly in August. So, there's always a potential. If our grace was desperate enough to do it, you know, it would be something that it would be looked at. Would I personally do it? Probably not. Not at the price that it is. It'd need to come down a little bit, and I think it will come down. I think the price will come down. Um, definitely. I'd consider it, but currently i'm intrigued i'm like mr d i'm intrigued it's pricked my attention look like nasa uh, goes into space and we all get t-fal and we all get t t-fal fucking frying pans the all the technology and you can say how shit it is or whatever but there's a lot of work gone into this and that will filter down somehow into the parks we will get benefits of this somewhere along the line 
I love, I love your you two. I love how optimistic you are about Disney when the complete opposite is is what is evidenced every single day. Well, <laughs> gotta have faith. I mean, <laughs> go and listen to that Disneyland Paris podcast for so much positivity. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. We haven't recorded it yet, but yeah, it's gonna be full of uh, positivity. Um, I'll be honest with what I've seen. Um, I just don't think it's for me. I, I think what I've seen of the art of Marvel, if they'd done that with Star Wars, that would have been totally my bag. Um, and having the things there that they do uh, with the ball and everything like that, I think, yeah, that's the kind of vibe I want. This experience, this kind of escape room thing, just not my bag at all um, and just left me really cold. And you know what? If it's your thing and you want to do it, I won't begrudge you that. Um, if you think it's good value for money, it's your choice. Um, but just for me, far too expensive, uh, far too immersive for, I think, the normal punter. Um, I, I don't think it's a good fit for families. Most families will not have two kids or two adults that will be invested enough to really get the most out of it. Um, I think I think it's quite broken uh, for something that is, is just launching. Um it's more broken than the Rise of the Resistance ride system um, at the moment. And I think it's going to need a lot of work to make it popular enough to actually generate the money uh, it needs to to continue running. I, I This moment in time, I see this being really popular for the first few months. And then I see a real steep decline in terms of attendance. And going back to what you were saying, Mr. D, about the the, the level of kind of commitment from the staff and stuff like that, how long can you maintain that if you're going from, you know, 100, 100 guests uh, for your, your your cruise experiences down to like 50, 60 guests as those numbers kind of come down where, you know, they can't get to capacity for, for some of those cruises? Are you going to be able to keep up the same level of enthusiasm? Maybe it'd be better because there's less people, I don't know, but you would think it might be a bit demoralising that you mm. can see that it's it's just not it's not popular that that day or, or something i i don't know it's 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 tough mm. um but yeah i i think i think we've we've covered it uh as, as best we can um i don't really want to kind of get into too much news or anything like because we're already uh running a bit long so uh i just wanted to end with something about the state of florida um they passed this bill a few days ago called Don't Say Gay Bill, which uh, is going to stop classroom discussion about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity, um, which left me feeling really cold and quite disgusted in this day and age. That's something that can still be uh, approved as something that people want. Um, the worst thing about it is that both Comcast and Disney have helped fund that campaign. Which, considering that they are, they promote themselves as being fully inclusive, um, I think the the hypocrisy there is just uh, disgraceful. So, um, Florida, sort your shit out. The thing is, right? You tell kids not to do something. I know it's the teachers. I know they're not to, not allowed to teach now and say the word gay and all that shit, right? Bullshit. But you, t- this will be out in the ether. The kids all in Florida. We'll all be calling each other gay now. 
Uh, More like the 70s. Uh, and the yeah, like the 70s. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you tell you, no, don't pick your nose, the first thing to do is pick the nose. So this is dead in the water. This is dead in the water. It's an absolute disgrace, and it'll get overturned somewhere along the line. It'll it'll go up to a higher court, and it'll get thrown out. Trump is unraveling. He's a fucking moron. The shit he's spouting about Putin. The whole GOP is communist. America is is about to right itself. Don't worry. It's all going to come good. It's all it's all going to turn. Malcolm, or whatever you say. Millhouse. 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 <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, I, I think I might just call this show, this episode, Malcolm. It'd be great fun for everybody. It's all coming up, Malcolm. It's all coming up, Malcolm. Um, <laughs> that's it. Done. Um, and, and also, uh, fuck Putin. Um, we start with Ukraine. Um, that's it. That'll do. Uh, that's as political as we're going to get. But fuck it. Um, it's been really good talking about Galactic Star Cruiser. It was, in fact, actually my favourite part of the whole show was when we talked to Craig uh, about his trip to Disneyland Paris. Absolutely fantastic <laughs> that, insight. That was the best trip report ever. There you go. Short, simple, to the point. That's how we like it. Um, but <laughs> maybe yours. I actually am mine. But. That's what we thought about Galactic Star Cruiser. What did you think about Galactic Star Cruiser? Have you gone? Are you going to go? Have you seen the footage now and you've changed your mind? Either for Come or against. Come on the show. Come and tell us. Yeah, let's not let's not invite everybody onto the show. But... As long as your name's not Kate. <laughs> what? There's, there's not more than one person called Kate. Um, but no, you know, tell us what you think. Because, I mean, I think we've had a really good debate tonight about it. I think... You know, we've looked at, you know, there are pros and there are cons. You know, for some of us, there are real pros. And for some of us, there's a lot of cons. But it's there. What do you think? What are you going to do? Is it going to succeed? Is it going to fail? Do you care? Would you like Chris to do a Star Trek experience? What do you want to see? Pay me. I will go full Vulcan and I'll vlog it. (laughs) Can you imagine the Star Trek experience when you you go into your cabin and you go into your wardrobe to put your uniform on because everyone on Star Trek wears a uniform oh. and you get a fucking red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Five grand yeah. and you get shot in the first 10 minutes. They, they mm. wouldn't set it with the classic I, series. Come on now. They would I tell set you, it in the... I, I know what Chris would do. Chris would do the clue experience. Oh, But the difference is, oh. the difference is... The difference is, is that no experience of that nature should last two days. And I think that is the biggest takeaway for me. Two days. I mean, oh, we're, we're talking about it again when we've just tried to end the show. But that that warehouse is basically space, right? Imagine an alien experience. Two days. Fight no, for your you. life. As as I famously <laughs> as I famously bellow around Halloween Horror Night houses. No, thank you. Uh, and uh, next podcast, we will talk about Alien War, the long-forgotten Trocadero attraction where that was actually a thing. Um, but, wow. Craig, thank you. Mr. D, thank you. P-Dubs, as always, thank you. And Mr. Ripley, fantastic having you on. Uh, please Happy come Easter. back in three months. They mostly come at night, mostly. <laughs> in fact, actually... Um, I want to I want to 
openly now uh, try and uh, wrangle you on to the show that we recalled as soon as the first Halloween Horror Nights announcement has been made public. Okay. So I'm hoping... Is that going to be Chris? Yeah. Soon? Uh, week Wednesday. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so so put it this way, uh, the next that Universal podcast is probably going to be late because I am not recording an episode until I've got some Halloween Horror Nights news to talk about. But thank you all. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, and we will see you in a few weeks for another episode. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.